Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. It made every headline in nearly every paper, online and hard copy in this country. A well-trusted jailer, Vicki White, arranges the bust-out of her lover, accused killer Casey White, and the two go on the run. It all ended in the death of Vicki White. In the last hours, bombshell. I'm Nancy Grace, and this is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Casey White has been charged with felony murder in connection with the death of his lover, prison guard Vicki White, after the pair spends 11 days on the run after their Alabama prison break before police chase them down ending with a bullet in Vicky's head. Now he, the jailhouse lover, 38-year-old Casey White, charged with felony murder. Now, does that mean he pulled the trigger? Absolutely not. So how is he charged with murder? This is a textbook, a classic felony murder charge. For instance, let's just say Jackie and I decide to rob a bank. We agree up front, nobody's going to get hurt. Then Jackie gets a wild hair and shoots the bank teller dead. I'm standing there, what? We head out, hightail it out of there, but guess what? I'm in it just as deep as she is. I'm charged with murder too. We both catch murder charges, but for me, it's felony murder. Why? Felony murder, very simply put, is when a death occurs during the commission of a felony. That felony, bank robbery, and a death occurs. That's a textbook example of felony murder. In this case, the accused killer, 38-year-old Casey White, is in the commission of a felony. He escaped from prison, making himself a felony fugitive. That's a crime. And during that felony crime, a death occurred. Vicki White is killed. 
Take a listen to our friends at WEVV Fox 44. The Alabama fugitive, who of course was discovered and arrested in Evansville, now facing a new murder charge. Casey White was previously in jail on a murder charge stemming from an incident back in 2015. He's now been charged with the murder of Vicki White, that correction officer who left the prison with him. The indictment says that because Casey White was in the process of committing first degree escape, he ultimately caused Vicki White's death. You are hearing the last utterances of Vicki White on the run with her jailhouse lover, six foot nine, uh, at the least. What happened after that is very well documented. Take a listen to our cut 36, our friends at WEVV Fox 44. We can confirm that both Casey and Vicky, um, one is in custody and one is in the hospital. Um, the female is actually in the hospital. Um, we know that they are driving down here in a police pursuit about 70 miles per hour. You can see that car flipped over um, in the ditch right now. We have multiple agencies on scene, but apparently this was going for a while. But we do know that he is in custody. Let's get out and run. The chilling 911 audio reveals on the run prison guard Vicki White's last words to her escapee lover, Casey White. Uh, joining me in all-star panel to make sense of what we know right now, James Shelnut, 27 years Metro major case at Shelnut Law Firm. Karen Stark, New York psychologist, joining us KarenStark.com. Lenny DePaul, former chief inspector, commander U.S. Marshal, Fugitive Task Force, Dr. Tim Gallagher, Medical Examiner, State of Florida, and host of the International Forensic Medicine Death Investigation Conference, Brittany Harry joining us, reporter anchor WAAY31, that's Huntsville, and special guest joining us, Sheriff Rick Singleton, the Lauderdale County elected sheriff. Sheriff, thank you for being with us. I know that you're going through a lot right now from losing a trusted jailhouse employee for many, many years, somebody that you respected, a co-worker, a friend, the betrayal of that, and now her death. It's, uh, it's been an emotional roller coaster. You know, I, I just don't really know how to explain it. I mean, you know, when we first got word that, uh, that they had left, uh, our initial uh, feeling was that he had somehow, uh, you know, uh, overpowered her and, and taken her against her will. And it wasn't too many hours into the investigation when we realized that, uh, that she had played a part in it. Uh, we were still grasping at straws, hoping that maybe someone from outside on his behalf had threatened her, threatened her family, coerced her into helping him escape. Uh, but within a matter of a few days, it became obvious that, um, that she was very much involved in this plan. Very much involved in the plan, if not even the mastermind of the plan. Guys, take a listen to our cut 40, our friends at WVTM 13. Vicki White has died tonight. Investigators say she shot herself following a car chase with law enforcement. It all came to an end today in Evansville, Indiana. That's about a 220-mile journey from Lauderdale County. This is the prompt uh, press conference that we've been talking about all week that we wanted to call. After days of searching across the country. Casey White and Vicki White are in custody. The duo was hunted down in Indiana. U.S. Marshals received a tip about a car, this Cadillac, believed to be driven by Casey and Vicki in Evansville. That led to a chase. The, the Marshals Task Force officers intercepted them, actually collided with them to try to end the pursuit. After the crash, according to law enforcement, Vicki shot herself and later died in the hospital. Casey peacefully surrendered. We got a dangerous man off the street today. Uh, he is never going to see the light of day again. Did she shoot herself? 
That remains to be seen. And also take a listen now to our cut 38 WEVV Fox. We're standing right next to the ditch where this all went down and you can actually still see a part of that car left behind, perhaps a, a headlight or maybe a taillight still left right there. And we're learning it really didn't take long for the car to end up flipped on its side in the ditch. The pursuit really only lasting about two blocks from St. George Road to Birch Drive here. But what's most surprising to law enforcement is the fact the fugitives were still in the Evansville area nearly a week after they were caught on camera at a local car wash. Following a brief police pursuit around 4.30 Monday, Alabama convict Casey White and corrections officer Vicki White crashing in a ditch off US 41 in Evansville. Straight out to Brittany Harry joining us from WAAY 31. You can find her on Facebook, Brittany Harry News. Brittany, thank you for being with us. Explain how the whole thing unfolded. And you know, everybody keeps saying we knew how it was going to end. We knew how it was going to end. I felt all along that there was a very high percentage, if I was a betting person, that somehow Vicki White would end up dead. And you hear her last words, let's get out and run. And you hear her also saying, I knew we shouldn't have left the hotel. We should never have left the hotel. Tell me how the whole capture played out. What we know, according to the sheriff, as he mentioned in a press conference yesterday, was Vicki and Casey were seen leaving that Motel 41 along Highway 41 here in Evansville, Indiana. And not long after they left the parking lot, we know that a pursuit ensued. And not long after that, it ended with a crash. But Sheriff Dave Wedding here in Vandenberg County, Indiana, said U.S. Marshals actually rammed the vehicle, that Cadillac that they were in, into a ditch. And that's really how that crash happened and how all of this ended. And Sheriff Wedding said that had that not happened, this, this might have had a different ending because he says that Casey told authorities that he planned to have a shootout with law enforcement. So Sheriff Wedding obviously said that he's very, very grateful that that is not what happened here. Sheriff Rick mm -hmm. Singleton joining us, the elected Lauderdale County Sheriff. Sheriff, how did they get the caddy? Uh, my understanding is they purchased it. At the, we found the first vehicle that we were able to identify, the Ford Edge, abandoned in Tennessee actually a week after they left, and it was actually abandoned the day they left. Um, we know that they uh, purchased a black pickup truck in that area. Uh, that's the pickup truck that was found at the car wash up in Indiana. Uh, the local police ran that vehicle. It was, didn't come back stolen because it wasn't stolen. They purchased it. Uh, they abandoned it and apparently got the Cadillac. I'm assuming they probably purchased it too. They had the cash with them. Were they down to about 29 grand? Uh, that's my understanding. That was the approximate amount that was recovered. So they ran through $70,000. Is that right, Sheriff? Uh, you know, she had already purchased one vehicle here. Uh, she had made several other purchases, clothes for him, uh, you know, uh, that sort of thing. So, so they had a considerable sum of money. It's amazing to me that they managed to pull off so many car purchases, staying in a hotel. They had to eat. How were they getting that? Were they going out? Were they ordering in? How did they register into the hotel without driver's licenses or without anyone identifying them? We understand they may have paid a guy to register at the hotel, but the buying of the multiple cars, the vehicles, the hotel, the food, the car wash. Take a listen to our cut 37, our friends at WAAY. Just today, investigators released this photo of a 2006 Ford F-150 pickup truck in Evansville that authorities say the couple abandoned at a car wash around May 3rd. It wasn't until Sunday that authorities got the tip. Turns out the two were still in the area. For days, law enforcement had urged the public to be on the lookout, hoping Casey White's 6'9", 340-pound size would make him easy to spot. Sheriff Singleton is anxious to have him back in custody in North Alabama to face charges of capital murder from the 2015 stabbing of Connie Ridgway. We've already made arrangements for the Department of Corrections. He will be brought here for arraignment. If it's 2 o'clock in the morning, it doesn't matter. The judge has agreed to come out. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. 
The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values of premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, And environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. I want to do that. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Nancy. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. For those of you just joining us, jailhouse lover Casey White charged with murder and the shooting death of his prison guard lover, Vicki White. But how did the whole thing unfold? Lenny DePaul, former chief inspector, commander U.S. Marshal, fugitive task force. I- I'm very surprised they're still in the same area. And how did they pull off buying so many vehicles, staying in hotels, getting food? How'd they do it? I mean, staying on the run, this guy certainly wasn't going to hide in plain sight at seven foot, 300 pounds. Uh, but the U.S. Marshal Service, the Great Lakes, uh, and also the Gulf Coast Regional Fugitive Task Forces, and of course the Sheriff's Department, they did an outstanding job, Nancy. And here's what they did. They put, you know, they utilized the intel that they were gathering. They put everything out. Social media was fired up. Uh, you guys did a great job plastering their photos. The public remained vigilant. And sure enough, the fellow working in the car wash, uh, did his homework, ran some video, and, and identified this guy. So uh, they were out there. They had a plan. Uh, apparently, uh, there was a fly in the ointment with vehicles possibly breaking down and whatnot, but it was only a matter of time. And thankfully, uh, as the sheriff said, I mean, when they pitted that car uh, and the weapons that were found in that vehicle and the ammunition, it could have been a lot, hell, a lot worse than what it was. 
How did they pull it off for this long? Even、uh, staying fairly close to home. Take a listen to our cut 49 from the Vandenberg County Sheriff's Office. We got a photo. Here's, they had about $29,000 left over. How did they get the F 150 in the cab? They purchased the F 150 and、uh, drove it here. And where they got the Cadillac, I'm not sure. Do you have any idea what they were doing here for? Well, I think he said that he was just trying to find a place to hide out and lay low. And they thought, you know, they'd driven long enough that they wanted to stop for a while, get their bearings straight, and then figure out their next place to travel. We don't believe they have any relatives, friends, or acquaintances in Evansville, Vanver County. Well, I can tell you what they wanted to do, Brittany Harry. They wanted to hole up in that hotel and use all those sex toys that she bought before they took off and went on the run. Now, how did they manage to get into the hotel? I mean, when I write a check at the grocery store, I have to show a driver's license, credit cards, you name it. Okay. So how did these two on the run, their faces plastered on every TV screen in the country? How in the world did they manage to hole up in that hotel? And nobody noticed. How did they sign in? Yeah. The short answer is with a homeless man. Sheriff Dave Wedding said yesterday he told me that they had an alias and that I guess that they paid a homeless man to essentially help them get this 14 day stay at this hotel. And、uh, we've done and we've seen interviews that have been all over、uh, with the owner of the hotel. And he apparently had no idea that the two were wanted and neither did the homeless guy. So I also know that that homeless man, he won't be. Facing any charges here in Indiana or anything like that. You know, Sheriff, they had about $30,000 left. And I'm guessing the way they bought the cars first, they bought the getaway car, the orange car. Then they got a, an F 150 black truck. Then they ended up in a Cadillac. Again, when you don't know the horse, look at the track record. She got the first car in cash with a fake ID using an alias. I bet that's what she did the, the other times. What do you know, Sheriff? Well,、uh, remember the, the、uh, car she bought first, the Ford Edge, was abandoned the day they escaped.、Mm-hmm. Uh, they also bought the truck you know, that same day. So, no information had been put out the, at that time about their descriptions.、Uh, you know,、uh, at least it hadn't gotten the kind of attention that,、uh, that you know, it got in the days following.、Uh, there was、uh, an APB put out.、Uh, Through the National Crime Information System,、uh, but to law enforcement. But as far as the general public, if most of that information was just localized at that time.、Mm-hmm. So, you know, who they bought the truck from probably would have had no idea they were wanted. So, are you saying they bought the escape car, the orange escape car, and the truck on the same day? No, ma'am. They, they left here in the orange car. It broke down or whatever happened to it. It was abandoned in Bethesda. That's where they bought the truck. Same day. Gotcha. Yes, the same day that they left. Right.、Uh, and again, even though their faces weren't out there yet, she probably used a fake name, an alias. Do you know what name she bought the orange getaway car under?、Uh, it was a Maxwell name, Marie Maxwell. Maxwell. Betcha she did the same thing because, you know, James Shelnut, 27 years, Metro Major Case, now lawyer at Shelnut Law Firm. She's smart. She's really smart. I don't know how, how I think he's got a, a, a low wattage, but <laughs> even though she may be smart and had planned this whole thing out, I guarantee you she did the same thing over and over. You know, she devised the very best plan and did it over and over. Were you surprised that she was able to get her mitts on three separate cars while on the run? Well, you know, I thought about that. And、uh, I, that's something that caught my attention as it did yours. And, but, you know, you think about you buy a used car, you know, it's pretty straightforward. You know, what you're doing is you're going up and, and looking at these cars. It could be off Craigslist, it could be off Marketplace.、Uh, you go up and tell people your name. They write you a bill of sale and you hand them cash, and very few questions are asked. Uh, and I don't know if she bought these from a dealership or not, but if she had a fake ID, they likely would not have ran that、mm-hmm. ID. And once cash hit the table, they could have easily got it. Here's the other thing is that when they buy those used cars, those tags are not immediately transferred. So for days, if not a week or two, they could have ridden around in that vehicle and it showed the previous owner's name not stolen and looked like a clean vehicle if law enforcement ran that tag. 
Mm-hmm. She was smart. She didn't use a stolen vehicle and she had the money to do that because a stolen vehicle would immediately go up. All points bulletin, APB on that, thinking these two had done it. But not only did they get the three separate getaway cars, they blew it when they went to a car wash. Take a listen to our cut 41 WVTM 13. On May 3rd, a stolen Ford F-150 was discovered at a car wash in Evansville. Surveillance footage from the car wash appears to show Casey White the first sighting of him in the city, meaning they were there for possibly a week. Well, they're criminals. Sometimes they do things that are unexplainable. But in this case, I'm glad they did. Casey will be extradited back to Alabama to face arraignment. Sheriff Singleton says he will do everything in his power to make sure he can never escape Again, to you, Sheriff Rick Singleton, the Lauderdale County elected sheriff. Sheriff, let me understand this. So they get three getaway cars and then while they're on the run, they haven't been caught. They take one to a car wash. Yeah. Uh, you know, to back back up just a little bit, the truck, I understand, was in an individual yard that was for sale and mm-hmm. uh, they bought it off of, off of an individual. Uh, also, uh, the first major break we got in the case really related to that truck because uh, when we got the uh, information on the truck and the marshals uh, ran it on NCIC to see if there had been any activity, that's when they found out that an officer there in Evansville had checked that truck out a few days before. So that, that's what uh, led us to Evansville to start with the truck so the truck was a key part of of, uh you know being able to finally locate them where they were at uh as far as them staying in a motel you know they had paid the the bill ahead of time for two weeks and i and i'm going to be my personal opinion is that the the national media attention that this got uh i think drove them underground i think that's why they uh wanted to stay there for a couple of weeks and lay low because they knew if they poked their head out, just as uh, you mentioned, she said in that uh, audio that, you know, we should have never left the motel. You know, I, I think they knew if they got out and about that they'd be spotted. Guys, take a listen to our cut 39, our friends at WEVV Fox. It all started at James Stinson's car wash a week ago, where he saw a truck abandoned in one of the stalls. The windows are down, the doors are unlocked. My first thought, oh my God, this could be this guy from Alabama. He had the truck towed the next day. Fast forward to Sunday night, his phone goes off. It's the U.S. Marshals confirming his suspicions. He said, did you have a car towed from your car? I said, yes, I did. I said, it's about that guy in Alabama, and he said, yeah, it is. I said, yeah, they were there. Waiting for authorities to arrive, Stinson alerted 44 News Monday morning. Stinson showed us the surveillance video with six foot nine Casey White clearly visible. You can see him standing by the blue F-150 stolen from Tennessee, waiting for Vicki White. I see her circle back around in a Cadillac and pick him up. And then they leave together. U.S. Marshals shared some of the images in a press release alerting local law enforcement, bringing us back to the pursuit and capture of the fugitives. And more in our cut 45. We recently found out that they'd been staying at a hotel uh, down the road here. It used to be a Motel 6, and now they could change names. And they had a 14 day stay there. We were fortunate that during our investigation yesterday, an Evansville police officer who was just doing his good diligence of patrolling and, and being smart noticed the vehicle in the parking lot of the hotel and notified us immediately. So the task force members got together, they drove down there, set up surveillance on the hotel. Soon thereafter, the two suspects exited the hotel and fled out of the hotel parking lot. They fled out of the hotel parking lot and headed uh, northbound on U.S. Highway 41. Take a listen to our cut 46, explaining it. The two suspects exited the hotel and fled out of the hotel parking lot northbound on U.S. Highway 41. Turned in at an industry known as Anchor here in Uppersville. They went through the parking lot, went through a grass field. The Members of the U.S. Task Force basically rammed the vehicle and pushed it into a ditch. And we later found out, had they not done that, 
the fugitive was going to engage in a shootout with law enforcement. So by our quick thinking, our actions, sometimes people may call that a necessary action, but that action may have saved many of my deputies and fellow law enforcement officers' lives. And that's why I represent the Sheriff's Office. I want to bring my people home, and I don't care about the fugitives' lives. I know that may sound harsh, but that is the view of law enforcement. They are trying to save the lives of their deputies and their people fighting crime and civilians, not as word about the fugitive. Sheriff Rick Singleton joining us, special guest, the elected sheriff in Lauderdale County. Sheriff, could you explain to me how it went down? So they go to the car wash and it is there that the defendant is caught on camera, all six foot nine inches of him. She pulls around and picks him up in the caddy. They leave the F-150 there, go back to the motel and that's when they are surveilled. How did it all happen? Could you lay it out for us, Sheriff? Well, you know, it, it, a lot of it comes down to just basic good old-fashioned police work. Uh, you know, having the description of that Cadillac, and I, I, my understanding is a patrol officer spotted that Cadillac uh, in the parking lot. Uh, you know, it sort of reminds me of the Eric Rudolph case where a, a, a rookie mm-hmm. police officer found him rummaging through a dumpster. Um you know, and, and that's that's the unique thing about this particular case. Uh, you know, usually when you have someone escape from a county jail, there's really no plan. You know, the only plan is get out. And then once they're out, they don't know what they're going to do. And so usually they're apprehended within a matter of hours, if not just a few days. Uh, but this was well thought out, well orchestrated. Uh, they had all the resources they needed. And, um, you know, and I was thinking about that uh, just this morning, you know, when you stop and think about it. I mean, this was like looking for a needle in a haystack. They had almost a 72-hour lead on us before we got our first major lead, and that was identifying the the car they left the shopping center in. Uh, They could have been anywhere in this country. And when you start thinking about uh, you're looking for two people that could be anywhere in the United States, I mean, it's like looking for a needle in a haystack. We had no clue what direction they went in at that time. Uh, we did find out late Sunday night that uh, this was the car that they did leave here in. Turns out that car had been abandoned the day they left. So, uh, you know, when when got to it, we didn't have it. We were back square one, didn't really have a lead. But uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, the uh, United States Marshals Fugitive Task Force uh, that is a tremendous group of, of young men and women uh, who do their job and do it very well. And my own investigators in the early hours of this investigation, I mean, they did a tremendous job of canvassing that shopping center, uh, trying to develop some lead because we started with absolutely nothing. Well, I got to agree with you, Sheriff. I'm a big fan of uh, the U.S. Marshals. My longtime investigator, the first investigator, I was assigned in the district attorney's office. Big, huge guy, Robert McMichaels. He had a, a football ring. He was had had played football. And um, I remember when I lost him, he went to become the U.S. Marshal for the Northern District of Georgia. And uh, just a great, great man, relentless, his whole team. That's when I first really learned what the U.S. Marshals do. So, Sheriff, could you walk us through, if you don't mind? I know you know it like the back of your hand, but everybody wants to know how this thing went down. We know how they get out of the jail. We know how she planned it for weeks and weeks and weeks. We know they left in the orange getaway car and that they swap the patrol car with the getaway car in a shopping mall, shopping strip center. But then what happened? Well, they obviously headed north, uh, uh, you know, had trouble with that car, bought the truck. Uh, my understanding is just right there in the general area where the Ford Edge was abandoned. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so yes, I think they probably walked and saw this truck in the yard for sale and, and bought it. But, uh you know, the, uh, apparently they went there straight to Evansville because my understanding is right. I think that truck was run either on Monday or Tuesday by that police officer up there, uh, reported by the car wash owner. And of course it didn't come back stolen. They got into Cadillac, checked into this motel. And I really think the reason they did that and especially paying two weeks up front 
is that they well, by now this has made national news. Uh, their picture is plastered all over news stations all across the country on radio shows. Uh, you know, so they're out there and 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 know that uh, they're going to be easily spotted if they're out and about. Uh, he tells him we should have never left the hotel. You know, and uh, you know, but they do, and I don't know where they were headed when they left the hotel uh, Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but wherever it was uh, is a bad choice on their part. We know that the rooms in this, I think it was a Quality Inn, were very small, very bare, with an open closet. Not much was found in the room, but we also know that no one, none of the guests, saw Vicky White or her jailhouse lover leave, go in or out. So there had to be some form of delivery going in and out. I'm curious that the delivery person saw them, was suspicious, because we also know that Vicki White had tried her best to alter her appearance, even using different wigs. In the end, she was recognized, and it's believed she took her own life. Or did she? Listen, these are her last words. You hear her say we should never have left the hotel. We should get out and run. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Don't let a bad mattress stand between you and a good night's sleep. Lisa Mattress can help. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer incredible comfort and support at every price point. Collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible is Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. 
By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. You hear her say we should never have left the hotel. We should get out and run straight out to Sheriff Rick Singleton. Do you believe Vicki White took her own life? I think that's a possibility. Um, my understanding is that, that that's uh, what uh, the local authorities there in Indiana uh, think that the evidence leads up to. Um, the thing about Vicki White, uh, you know, she obviously was facing criminal charges back here, but knowing the Vicki I've known for the last seven years, I think uh, she was more, uh, uh, I guess, distraught over having to come back here and face her family and friends as she was the charges. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, I mean, she, she was, um, loved by her coworkers, you know, and, and, uh, you know, respected and, uh, you know, I, I think that played on her as much as, as the charges themselves. And of course she's worked 17 years in a, in an institution. She knows what it's like to live on the other side of the bars. Um, you know, that might've been a factor too, but I think there is a possibility. And then my understanding is that they, they feel for, you know, pretty much certain that, that that happened. We have been told that in the end, she was found with a single gunshot wound and that she still had the gun in her hand. Is that true, Sheriff? That's my understanding. You know, that uh, uh, I've seen some video clips where officers are at the car and they're talking about the gun in her hand uh, and so forth. And the other thing I've heard about the on some reports that she called 911, my understanding is that when the vehicle wrecked, that the uh, North Star automatically called 911. Uh, and that's, we're actually over here in their conversations. I don't think she uh, uh, actually knew she was being recorded by 911. Right. I don't think she did either. Uh, that is how we get the recording that we've been playing for you, everybody, is the nav system within that vehicle, that Cadillac started up a call upon the crash and call 911 is my understanding. To Dr. Tim Gallagher, medical examiner for the state of Florida, Dr. Gallagher, how common is it when someone commits suicide, and I believe she was shot in the head, that they can hold on to the gun? Well, that's typically what we find when somebody commits suicide that way while they're in the seated position. Um, so typically, uh, their hand would fall down to their side. And uh, because of uh, primitive neurological um, uh, actions that are still going on in their hand, their hand tends to clench. They're, they tend to make a fist. And then they make a fist around that gun. And it's still... It's still found in their hand, even with their fingers still pulled on the trigger. Um, so when you're when you're standing, of course, that's not the case. Typically, typically they drop the gun and it could be on uh, the right or the left side of them. But when they're sitting down or even when they're laying down on a bed, so to uh, uh, for instance, uh, their hand clenches around that gun and they're often found with the gun still in their hand, their fingers still on the trigger. To Lenny DePaul, former U.S. Marshal Service Fugitive Task Force, Lenny, are you surprised 
that she killed herself? And do you think that she believed Casey White, her jailhouse lover, was going to shoot it out and die, that they would both go down in a blaze of glory? You know, Nancy, this 11-day manhunt, I, I was concerned about her all the way around. I mean, I didn't know how this thing was going to play out considering his background, his violence. I mean, he's doing life in prison, looking at a death penalty on another case. Uh, and talking with the commanders and these task forces, uh, I was going back and forth with them all week. And that was their biggest uh, worry. How is this going to end? Was she going to become a hostage? Uh, was it going to be suicide by cop? Was it a barricaded suspect uh, situation? So these guys were hitting on all cylinders and, of course, not ruling anything out. I'm a little surprised that she took her own life. I do, yeah, I was I was a little worried and taking into consideration the weapons that were found in that vehicle, um, you know, and the, the cars that they were dumping, whether it was flat tires and mechanical issues. I don't think they were transporting provisions and weapons and everything into these cars. They were probably paying cash for food. She was disguised, uh, wearing wigs all the time, from what I understand uh, from the investigator. So she might have went out, got food, came back, whatever, and was laying low. But she was definitely off the grid, going dark for a little while. Don't believe they had any forms of communications, any devices, any cell phones, from what I'm hearing. But, uh, uh, you know, they had made ahead of Plan B or a Plan C, but it didn't work out too well for them. I guarantee, you know, when uh, Lenny DePaul said ha- guns, they were armed to the hilt. Four handguns, semi-automatics, 9mm, known as the AR-15 that shoots two twenty-three caliber rounds. Any of them could have been used to gun down a civilian or an officer. You know, Sheriff Singleton... Your girl was conned. She was conned. She thought this guy loved her, and somehow she was going to live out some romantic fantasy, change him to make him a good person. I guarantee you, Sheriff, she thought they were going to have a suicide pact. Guarantee you that they had talked about going out together in a blaze of glory. But that is not how it went down. Uh, I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, you know, how many times have we seen this happen in, in our jails and prisons, you know, where uh, especially a female uh, corrections officer is conned and, and uh, wooed, you know, and, and to thinking that, uh, you know, uh, that, that they are somehow special to this inmate and, you know, Casey White, if you watch the footage of him, I mean, even at the scene there, no, no visible sign, no body language of any remorse, any, any, uh, uh grief, uh, or whatever that his quote wife had just uh, shot herself. Uh, you know, it, it just, uh, you, it, like a lot of other things, you just don't understand why people keep falling for it. You know, Sheriff, yeah, go go ahead, Karen Starr. He, he, in my mind, had a smirk on his face. He wasn't crying, as Sheriff Singleton is pointing out. He's not moaning about his wife, nothing. And I'm not surprised at all. When we talked the other day, I said, this man's off his meds. He's really dangerous. And there's not just physical abuse, there's emotional. I don't know how much he got her to believe that they were going to do this pact, just like the sheriff said, together and actually end their lives. And I'm not surprised he was smirking because he's a guy who has no feelings. He can commit commit murder. So what wife? That's ridiculous. He could care less. Final thought to you, Sheriff Singleton. I'm glad he's off the street. You know, I appreciate all the help, uh, uh, especially from the media. I, I think uh, the media played a key role in driving them underground. And, and you know, once they uh, lit somewhere for a while, that gave our investigators time to follow up on the leads and uh, and tips and uh, actually locate them. And uh, I, we couldn't have done it without the media and without the tips from the public. Uh, that's that's true in any kind of criminal investigation. I mean, the public's so important. Uh, and in a case like this, I can't stress enough the importance of the media cooperating and helping us get the word out there. I think it was a major factor. Casey White has been charged with felony murder in connection with the death of his lover, prison guard, Vicki White. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running. 
for a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 